Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, our beautiful podcast. And uh, you're here with Len Metcalf and I'm here with Bree and uh, we're having a, a wonderful conversation today about simplification. In fact, uh, we simplified our intro to be very quick and easy so we can get straight into the subject so we don't have to, uh, two big, long introductions. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying now our quick introductions because I am. Uh, it makes it so much easier to say and not have to read a script. I really love that. And it makes my life so much easier. And uh, simplification. What do you think about um, simplification, Bree? Well, it's always something that... I'm kind of looking for, but only when things start to feel stressful. <laughs> so, really? Right? Yes. You need and a kick in the bum to um, actually go, well, we need to be a bit more simple. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think this is a great, that's something that I've learned over time is that sim- simplifying my life or parts of my life have allowed my have allowed me to have a less stress, b more fun, and c actually because of those two things, you know, <laughs> the less stress and more fun, I'm actually free to be a lot more creative. And so Aww. when I can write, so I do things in my like once a year. I really try and actually, I go through my whole house. And I clean out everything in my house. Like I go through, and this is probably now like every other year. So I actually go through my attic. I go through my bookcases. I go through my kitchen because when I have less stuff, then it's simpler to just live my daily life because I have less things. So that's just kind of a byproduct. All of that creativity, you know, that happens in my head (laughs) is a byproduct of just simplifying my physical life. Does that, do you you know what I'm saying? Oh, I totally get that. And I think it's, uh, the, the metaphors, so it is so simple, but the, the less that's going on around you, um, physically, mentally, and, um, uh, emotionally, the easier it is to to devote time and energy to being creative. So a simplification of of life, uh, uh, emotions, uh, things in your life, all those things give you so much more mental energy for being creative, and creativity goes up. I I have lots of little strategies like this, like. Just a really simple one. I clean my studio before I start something new. So Ooh. I remove all of the things that are in my to-do list and that big pile of stuff and work my way through them. And then I tidy madly and rearrange, put things away and get it back to ground zero. was a you know, totally um, blank slate. To, so it's simple. And that's when I can start and uh, I really fall into a creative mode without those distractions. I love that so much. And that's actually really what it's about is the simplification is about minimizing the distractions, right? So they could be physical. I think a lot of it is physical, you know, like I, I'll walk into a store and I'll be walking with my husband and 
I'll, I'll turn my head, you know, right and left and he'll go shiny objects. Just keep walking. (laughs) Let's just, just keep moving towards the goal, you know? But when there's so like, I have, I have a hard time now in stores that have a lot of things because I'm so easily distracted. So I think also knowing, you know, knowing our own personalities and how we can get distracted also will help us be able to minimize those. So recognizing that. And in this, in this minimizing distractions, I also have a lot of, um, can have a lot of mental distractions too. So, uh, I suppose I do a lot of like releasing of the mental clutter, um, in, in my life. So just writing it all down, getting it all, getting it all on paper. And a lot of times that takes care of some of the chatter that goes on in my head. Um, and sometimes it doesn't, and then I want to address it. So we've talked a lot about like the journaling and we've mentioned Julia Cameron's morning pages. Actually, I'm finding those really helpful. I'm doing that right now is, um, Oh, you're right into it this week, are you? It's it's, it's happening. Oh, (laughs) I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's happening. I am doing, uh, I am doing the 12 weeks, Julia Cameron's the artist way. And so she does have you do, um, you write three pages, which I sometimes am finding difficult. So sometimes I write bigger so I can get through the pages. Um, (laughs) but, but I do find that it does release a lot of my mental chatter, uh, before, you know, when I'm starting my day that, you know, that would normally happen. So Mm. I'm really enjoying that. Um, there was something else I was going to say too, but maybe it'll, you know, this happens, it'll come back up in a minute. Well, simplification is a is a form of minimalism, isn't it? And I, I know on a, a a caring for the planet uh, approach that minimalism as a lifestyle is is growing in popularity, and it's something that I would aspire to. Although I find that I struggle with it as well. Um, like I collect books, and I have a whole wall here of beautiful books on art and photography. I keep adding to it with an addiction that's uh, out of control. When I go bushwalking and I live out of a pack for a week or a month and I'm down to what I carry and live with, my whole mind changes and shifts into a whole new place. And uh, after a period of time of doing that, uh, I find my whole attitude to everything shifts and I I really find who I am without all of those uh, incredible distractions. Uh, going on. So simplification can be for ethical reasons uh, to to minimize our footprint on the on the planet as well. But the benefits as creatives are huge, aren't they? That really this idea of simplification, uh, removing distractions gives us this extra space that opens up creativity. Totally. What, what was that? I know you were telling me about, um, about one of your trips and you had a mentor that asked you a question about what was the question? Like how much, how uncomfortable do you want to be? Or (laughs) yeah, we were talking about, um, how to get your pack lighter and lighter (laughs) and, uh, his he was a bit of a mountaineering guru and a teacher, and uh, his answer is uh, uh, 
if your pack's too heavy, you're not suffering enough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it could could be an interesting thing to ask ourselves, like (laughs) how, how much are we willing to go without so that we can make space for other things or other things in our minds, you know, like I think sometimes we think we need stuff around us or stuff in our brains or so much stuff to do. That's another thing that can clutter our lives is all the doing of the things, projects and whatever. So, Mm. you know, how much are we willing to go without to, to kind of keep a focus? I bring that into my art and there's so many ways and we, you know, we often digress to photography one of my ways of simplifying is uh, to carry less lenses and only have one and really concentrate on it. And I have one favorite printing paper. So I buy it in boxes and boxes and boxes. And so when it comes to printing, I just go to my my paper and I, there's no choice. There's no decision making. I can get straight in to the actual doing and the printing um, rather than this distraction of, oh, which one should I use today and which one suits this? And sometimes when, I, when there are these huge range of choices, it becomes bewildering. It becomes a, a block. Uh, supermarkets have known this for a very long time, haven't they, that they limit how many things are on shelves because if there's too much choice, uh, the shopper actually goes, oh, oh, there's too much choice, I can't make a decision, I'm not actually going to take a step forward. So uh, (laughs) having too much choice becomes a block. Except if you you live in Texas and there's a whole aisle of barbecue sauce. (laughs) A whole aisle? You're kidding. It's like a wall. It's like a whole shelf. And we've had exchange students here and I take them to the store and they're like, I've never seen so much barbecue sauce in my life. Anyway, it's just kind of an aside. Um, oh, I have a, um, <laughs> I have, a, I look after my elderly mother, and um, she's uh, in her late mid nineties or late nineties now. And, and uh, I haven't taken her shopping for a very long time, but I used to go down the supermarket aisle, and I'd leave her in front of the jams, and I could go down three more aisles and fill up the trolley and come back and get her, and she was still standing there staring at one. And I'd go, you want apricot, don't you? And she'd go, yes. And I'm like, well, we'll take that one. And that confusion um, was overwhelming because of this huge choice. But uh, an aisle of uh, barbecue sauces, uh, have you worked your way down through it? No, we have our one favorite. So we just go and we pick it up. That's it. (laughs) But also I do want to say that having too much choice for chocolate is never a thing. So. You know, <laughs> I've just discovered a new chocolate. Uh, well, <laughs> not that I've just, just discovered it, but I've discovered that they make different bars of it, and that there's a huge, a much larger choice than I possibly thought. And it's called Whitakers, and it's from New Zealand. And um, I'm very thankful for um, uh, Jan and Jeff for bringing a block over and uh, educating me uh, that it came in biggest blocks. And so now I'm suffering with my um, stomach. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Too much> <laughs> That's not simplification, is it? <laughs> no, oh no. my goodness. Okay. That was a fun aside. I So uh, one of the things that made me think about this, that 
one reason I've been thinking about this lately is because I was talking with a friend of mine and he had mentioned a book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And I said, wait, what is that? I need that in my life. And so, uh, and so I was, I actually listened to it on my big long road trip in September. And, um, I mean, I think it was like six hours, but you know, when you're driving 20 hours in a car, it's really not that much time. So, uh, and I made plans to come home and start implementing it so I could just try it out. And it is an amazing way to organize and really start to simplify how I do things so that, I can actually, and I can leave room for creativity. And actually he talks about doing this as a process so that you can be more creative. And I don't think like we all have to go out and do this GTD, which is the getting things done method. However, I think it's nice to consider in what ways do we want to like simplify or maybe put in a process uh, so that we can allow for more creativity. Like what is, what is stopping you from becoming more, from having more creativity in your life? And can you implement a system or maybe, uh, uh, simplify your life in, in a particular area so that there's more, maybe time maybe more mental energy and space, maybe more physical space to do your work because it's it's sometimes hard to work in a cluttered space, you know, like you talk about cleaning everything off so that you can have this, you know, even if it's physical and mental. So, I think that's an interesting question to ask ourselves is where can we create that space and simplify to have more creativity? Mm. I like to bring this into the projects themselves as well that Having two wider parameters uh, that I'm focusing on in a creative project also can um, stumble me. It, it can block me. It can uh, trip me over, if you like. And uh, by simplifying the actual projects, uh, I find that that really, really helps me um, focus on them. So the more I focus on them, uh, the easier they are to actually work on. But you have to be quite careful of these. We were away a few weeks ago and we were doing an abstract retreat and everyone's making beautiful art. And my obsession for making books took over my focus of when I was actually out creating um, the artworks themselves. And we had we woke up to these incredibly beautiful misty mornings and suddenly my my concentration for making abstract art went out the window and I went straight back to my really safe space of creating uh, monochrome um, misty tree photographs of my favourite place. And uh, it was quite fascinating because I would focused on one aspect, which was the bookmaking, when other opportunities came around, I, I quickly sidestepped one of the main reasons that I'd gone there and was to work in a, a creative space on abstract work. So by focusing in on things, you are actually setting yourself a direction, aren't you? You're saying, this is where I want to go. And it's incredibly powerful, but it also has its cravats where um, that has its problems where you are so focused on one thing that you miss other opportunities. And so uh, 
it's got its good and bad points, I think, there. Don't you think, though, that there might always be missed opportunities? <laughs> you know I'm laughing because uh, <laughs> isn't that so true? Like, and that, that's life. We miss things and, you know, we, we could always spend our lives having regrets about what we did and didn't do. We, of course, we take choices and we make choices every step of the way and uh, living a life without regrets is incredibly important, I think. And, uh, yeah, the reason I was laughing is because having got tripped up myself, having regrets and worrying about the past in some sort of, you know, deep sort of reflective looking back and uh, depression even, what a terrible thing to, to worry about. Of course, we're making decisions, aren't we, all the time yeah, uh, as to where yeah. to go next. Yeah, I think, I think that's such an interesting uh, direction that if we are focusing on one particular thing, there will be other things around us or opportunities around us that we might, I'm saying miss in quotes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also by like the benefits of the focusing might actually keep us actually create better work than if we had been distracted by some of those quote missed opportunities. I, um, I experienced this. I was just thinking while you were talking that I, I experienced this when I went to white sands national park. I know I mentioned I know I've mentioned this multiple times on this <laughs> podcast. It's one of my absolute favorite places. You know, everybody knows. Okay, but finally, I'm working on some monochromatic work from White Sands National Park. And I put together my project or my collection with a very specific focus. And this is kind of the first time that I had tried this, that I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to be open to some other opportunities, but I want to be very, I assigned my brain to find opportunities to fill in the gaps in this project. And so I was, I actually went with a very specific focus and I, I was a little bit concerned because that is really simplifying the process because when we have so many opportunities, right. And this could be for any kind of creating Mm -hmm. or art, you know, you talked about one lens, it could be like, like a, a huge palette of paint versus like just multiple blues you know i was actually really concerned about assigning myself this very narrow kind of angle to or very specific kind of moment to find and then i decided it wasn't a problem because i love the place and i'm going to enjoy myself no matter what and i always find things that i i find I always go there and make images I love. So I was like, Mm -hmm. whatever happens, I'm going to come away. I'm just going to trust I'm going to come away with something. And then I'm going to hope that it fills in some of the cracks, but I can always come back to this. So that was kind of the mindset part of this. But I really, after doing it, I really loved the focusing part because it really did give my mind... Uh, it really did assign myself. I did assign myself to simplify my photography. It was really a fun experiment. I loved it. 
I've got a little trick for you. And uh, this, I, I picked this one up from Moreau, uh, one of my favorite artists. And uh, he talks about, um, it's actually from a book, uh, this inc- uh, a beautiful interview that was done with him over a, a long period of time and written up. Very, very old um, book. And he he says he names the artwork very early on in the process. And by naming it, it actually helps him focus on what it is in it and then starts to, to, to bring that out and even work on it more and more and more. I find this to be incredibly focusing because it simplifies my direction. Uh, it keeps me focused and it helps me shape the direction of it and uh, gives me ideas because my, my, my mind can brainstorm off on it and, and keep working on it. Just give that a go. Try naming something and, and naming your project. And, of course, you don't have to stick with it. It it's only has to be a, a focus for that moment while you're actually working on it. And uh, uh, it could even be a whole paragraph or a, a whole storyline that starts to uh, evolve there or a phrase or just even a simple word. To, to focus it in. I love it. And interestingly, I've as I've explored that and paid attention to it, I've noticed other artists are doing that. So there's quite a, a few people that say, well, uh, they might be working on an abstract piece of art and they start naming it to give themselves direction as to where to keep taking it and what to, to bring out from it as, as they're working it. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Um, I do actually for that project, I didn't name it. Oh, what did you Um, name it? Well, it's called the way of the wash. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) My mind just goes nuts when I hear that, like watercolor washes. Is it rain running down a canyon? Is it, what is it? What's the way of the wash? So in between all of these dunes, and actually it came from one photograph that I named the way of the wash. So in between all of these dunes are these washes that have all of these really interesting ridges. And people have asked me if they're from cars like tires and they're not. Um, it literally is the way the water has I shaped. even asked that. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yes. And multiple people have when I share these things. So, um, and so I wanted to it's it's really about the connection between the washes and the dunes and how they are connected how they connect together right because i really here's what happens is when i go into the dunes it's the washes that take me to them some of it is like the shapes that the of them that pull you in and anyway it's just really fun i also have another project that has no name and probably that's probably what it's missing because I don't have the direction for it. Probably all of this should go in a conversation about projects, but, but, <laughs> but I bet if I had a name or even just a word or two words or a phrase that would help me really simplify and focus the project. I find, mm. I find that when I'm making an image now, because I tend to, I tend to not make, I find myself making more simple images or more minimal images. And we can talk about minimalism at another time, but 
I find... Oh, I'd love to. Yes, I would too. Okay, we're going to do this. Um, but I find if I if when I'm looking through my camera, and you can do this for if you're painting, if you're a dancer, if you're writing, I think you anybody can do this for anything. If you even just by even focusing or simplifying down to the one word that is interesting to you or that draws you in, what is the one word? And if I said, or like a short, short phrase, like wavy rocks, right? And, and there could be all kinds of things around it, but that really helps me focus. And I find my, I find my work gets better when I do this. So I, I don't know. Um, I imagine you do something similar, Len. Definitely. That the more focused I am, the easier the workflows and the less distractions there are, the uh, the more in tune I am with my emotional attachment and uh, uh, listening to my intuition. So uh, simplifying actually gives me focus and that focus um, makes the creativity flow. So, you know, when we talked about, like, well, shall we talk about simplifying my answers? Of course we should because that's how we help focus ourselves isn't it is is to uh, to minimize uh, our distractions and uh, uh, to get straight into the technique i've got a an interesting idea for you one that i'm just playing with at the moment is that my big main work table i've uh, minimized it so instead of having a huge one i now have a small one and it's suddenly really Ooh. easy to clean it and to get everything off it and to get back to a clean space rather than having one that's absolutely huge and it's still got old projects sitting on the corner there and piles over here and all of those sort of things. So um, by reducing the amount of workspace that I have, I've actually simplified and made it easier to clean up and then to get into what I'm doing without all those extra distractions going on. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much. I was just thinking, like, how could we do this in other parts? Like, um, you know, I make YouTube videos and I decided at the beginning that I was actually just going to keep it simple. <laughs> That's the title of this podcast, <laughs> I think, is just kiss, keep it simple. Um, but I actually just use my phone on this gimbal. And I think it's important to know when um I think it's important to find sort of the right gear, you know, it could even be, you could have just one paintbrush that you love and you use for everything. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I found this, I'm wearing a black t-shirt. I love this t-shirt brand and I have like a ton of these black t-shirts. So I found the one and now I just go and I repeat, like, I don't, I don't have to think about it anymore. Right. So I don't go, which black t-shirt should I wear today? I just pull the one out of my drawer. <laughs> so, so, you know, figuring out like where you want to keep things simple. How do you want to keep your, your, even your process, like, like phone on a gimbal sounds super easy to me. Right. And it, it works. It's not fussy. And I love that. And I also want to say to Len about your book collection. I think in some ways that is simple. You know why? Because you have the one collection. We won't talk about your collection of cameras, but, um, <laughs> cause I think you probably have a collection of cameras. <laughs> uh, the, those that can see me, there's a few behind me on the wall. Um, 
Uh, I should count them again, but I'm sure it's over a hundred. <laughs> right. But the, the point is, is like, you don't have collections of everything. You know, you are very focused on what you love. And so, and you want to surround yourself with what inspires you, but you don't have like your house filled with every single thing that you could possibly love and want to collect, you know? So I think in some ways that really is keeping it simple and focused and you can have an abundance of books and also have being, you know, have it be simple and focused. Mm, that's very, very true. It makes a difference. Yes. That, that, and that's really the whole point of, of us talking about it today, that as we remove things, it gets um, the it be, our work becomes stronger, and like we've been talking about clearing mental space for creativity, this idea of um, removing stuff to get to to more of a simplifi- simplification and uh, an easier way of working can be extended uh, in so many different directions, and uh, the obvious one is to extend it actually into your artwork. I mean, uh, so uh, a writer becomes more powerful as they remove words and, and edit it down and get it to be shorter and shorter and uh, clearer and uh, less waffling, isn't it? And their artworks are the same. My visual artworks are, are the ones that are, uh, do have that simplification in them uh, communicate uh, so clearly uh things to to people in in beautiful ways and speak to people uh, whereas the uh, overly complex can become overwhelming for people can't it yeah and i i think it's important to know or at least take an inventory of what things that you're okay with being complex because they don't inhibit your creativity and what things are actually maybe stressing you out. And here's how I know something is stressing me out. Like I feel tense, like, right, you know, right, right in your back, like right. Um, that, that muscle that goes down, uh, onto your shoulders, I just mm-hmm. feel super tense. So if I'm thinking about that thing or whatever part of my life, I start to feel tense. And then I instantly know that that's a little trigger for me to go, Ooh, that's a little bit stressful. Could I simplify here? What could I do to adjust there? Do I need to like shift my mindset around this? Like, what do I need to be doing to kind of switch out of that? And so, um, I think taking some inventory about what things in your life you want to keep simple and what things you're okay having some complexity in, because I think that's okay too. Uh, but you just need to, you just need to know what's, what is good for you and how you work. Mm. Bri, I'm really super impressed with your self-awareness that you can actually notice <laughs> this tension in your shoulders and then translate that to, um, well, what's causing this in my life and then how do I deal with it? And uh, it's not as simple as just massaging out your your shoulders, is it? There's, there's, there's other reasons behind what's actually causing it. And uh, once you can identify those... I, of course, you can clean them up or address them or find ways to to ease them, to make them better. And isn't that one of the things that we keep coming back to in this podcast is that one of the keys to creativity is self-awareness, isn't it? 
Absolutely. And it does take time. This isn't something that happens overnight. Like all of a sudden we're super self-aware. I mean, I have so many moments where I'm completely not. Um, but I do like to take some quiet time. And I think that's what's good about you know, meditating and journaling and having those quiet moments to yourself without distractions of your phone or whatever, you know, whatever you have that's extra in your life, but having some quiet, simple moments to really like understand, listen to your body, listen to your brain and see if you can make any connections. I just think that's, I just think it, it, it's never bad. It's always going to help you. And mm. even if you can make one small connection, that will help you for the next time. So, uh, so I think that's, I think that's what this is all about, right? Yes, it definitely is. Figuring all about how our brains work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and that moment without doing anything, um, actually that we should talk about that for a whole episode too, but uh, I find that very, very powerful. So I go, for, mine is walking, Brie, and you already know that because I've mentioned it so many yeah. times. I go for a walk without my camera, uh, without listening to music or a podcast, but just to have this ty- quiet time to let my mind uh, totally wander. And then, uh, of course, I go for a walk with intention of making art and that's a a very different sort of walk. I go for a walk for exercise too and that can also be a very different walk. So moments of downtime uh, without actually doing something else is very, very helpful for our creative moments. It is and I think that's part of the simplicity of, you know, removing the distractions, you know. Mm. So... This was beautiful. I really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't say keep it simple, which is kiss. (laughs) (laughs) We did a terrible job of having a creative affair this time, Lynn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've... um... We've gotten very slack on flirting with each other and maybe we should um, make that a, a, a big effort to, to put back into our, into our show um, a, a bit of uh, oh, raunchy flirting. Raunchy flirting. <laughs> I know. I know. Sometimes, sometimes it gets, so he's at the lens at the beginning of the day and I'm at the end of the day. And sometimes I'm a little bit tired when I do this. I mean, I still always have fun, but I'm like, I think we just need to figure, I love, I love doing the fun and the flirting and, you know, so anyway, all in good fun as friends. I love it. (laughs) All right, everyone. I think we're done for today, but we hope that You can all figure out, take a moment, a quiet moment without some distractions and figure out, maybe have a moment to figure out where, what's complex in your life. And maybe you can find one way to simplify so that you can open up space for more creativity. Would love to hear about that. You can send us an email anytime. All right. Mm. That's it. Until next time. Yes. Time to say goodbye. And uh, keep it simple, folks. Bye. Thank you for joining us in our creative affair. If you love the passion we bring to this creative content, please support the podcast by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving us a review. Thanks. If you'd like to learn more about creative photography, visit lenmetcalf.com. 
where you can find links to Lens Photography School, videos, and publications. He would love to invite you to sign up to his newsletter. To find out more about my work, including my photography and mentoring in my Creative Confidence group coaching program, visit creativemindscoach.com. See you next time.